guys, Holly here, and I am back with episode two of the Holly Hit or Miss podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new, hi, I'm Holly. We're going to talk about music, all things music. So this week, we're going to get into D Smoke's Black Habits album, Pop Smoke, Meet the Woo 2, which is a mixtape, and Fuck the World by Brent Fayez. And we're also going to talk about some music news that happened throughout the week. And I also want to talk about what I thought was a miss last year, which is Kanye West's well, actually, Sunday Service Choir, Jesus is Born. I really want to talk about this. So stay tuned, guys. So let's start with what's been going on in music news throughout this week. I talked about Lil Wayne's funeral album last week. It actually just landed number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Congrats to Lil Wayne. I still feel the way I feel about the album. I really haven't revisited it since last week, other than a couple of songs like Mahogany and you know, a couple of songs. I don't I don't know. But congrats to Lil Wayne. That's pretty dope. Rihanna is going to receive the President's Award at the NCAA Image Awards. So congrats. Queen Rihanna, you are our president right now. That airs February 22nd on BT. Jay-Z and Beyonce were at the Super Bowl, and they got a lot of shit because they were not standing during the national anthem while Demi Lovato was singing. So Jay-Z, I think, went to a seminar at Columbia University in New York. They asked him about it, of course. He spoke on it, and he said that him and Beyonce were watching Demi and critiquing, and they went into artist mode and completely forgot to stand up for the national anthem. While some people were speculating that they were standing up against, you know, the national anthem and they did that on purpose, he basically was saying, like, we didn't do it on purpose, we forgot. I kind of thought that that was a little bit of bullshit because, and I was listening to Ebro in the Morning a couple days after, and they basically were saying, when they made some good points, where they're just like, you kind of are wired to stand for the national anthem. Like, we have been doing this since grade school. This is not something that is new. Every single morning you had to get up, you had to put your hand over your heart, and you had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. For you to forget and go into artist mode, and you're so focused on how Demi's singing, and the lighting, and the sounds, and all these things like that, I don't know if I necessarily believe him saying that he forgot. I think that he is playing the fence and he is being smart about it because he has money to make, okay? He is now working with the NFL. I think eventually he wants to buy his own NFL team. And some people might call that shucking and jiving because he's a black man and he's not really trying to stir the pot. But Jay-Z is about his money. He has always been about his money. He has never told us anything other than he is about his money. I think he's saying like, listen, do I agree with what these people are saying? No. But am I, am I going to let that stop my bag? No. (laughs) And I don't really, honestly, I don't really see anything wrong with that because not everybody is going to be completely rebellious and on that fence of I'm kneeling for the anthem, I'm doing this and that. I'm not saying I agree with Jay-Z, but he's trying to make his money and he's 
trying to be in the same room as certain people. And in order for you to be in the same room with certain people, sometimes you have to pick and choose your battles. And I think that's what he's doing. I just don't think I believe that he forgot to stand up for the um, national anthem. I just think that he didn't stand up for the national anthem. And <laughs> Beyonce did not stand up for the national anthem. And it's okay. The fact that they're even, they have to defend themselves is kind of wild to me, but he's also Jay-Z and it's also Beyonce. That was pretty interesting to me. And also Janet Jackson, she announced that she is going to come out with another album. It's called Black Diamond. And she announced the album. She announced the tour. She said that she put it on Instagram. She said, Black Diamonds are the toughest of all diamonds, the hardest to cut. I see that as the hardest to hurt or destroy. There is a lot that I have endured. I see myself as a black diamond in the purest form. I'm a rock. I have rough edges, but I keep moving forward. I want to show you my strength as well as give you my strength. She didn't announce when the album is coming out but she did drop the tour dates and then the tour starts june 24th album is coming between now and june 24th that's pretty cool i don't know if that's something that people are excited for i'm not really somebody who goes out of my way to listen to janet jackson's music but you know janet jackson she's legendary so that's pretty cool as well we are going to talk about new music and new singles that came out last friday which was february 7th and I'm going to start with Tory Lanez. He has been dropping singles these past two Fridays. I think he's calling it Fargo Fridays. And it's going to get us prepared for the new Toronto 3. If you're not somebody who like really is into Tory Lanez or listens to Tory Lanez, he usually drops Chicks Tape, which is more R&B. It has those R&B samples. And then he'll have the new Toronto which is more of him rapping and the harder, grittier beats. The new Toronto 3 is apparently dropping soon. He's been tweeting about it a lot. So he's been dropping these singles to get us prepared for the new Toronto 3. So he first dropped Clock, K-L-O-K, and it features Vivio Foreign uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but <laughs> that's who it features. It is very, very New York, like very, very New York. Uh, he he says, suck my dick, which <laughs> that's not really a term that I can say isn't disrespectful everywhere because it is. It's dis- But the way that New Yorkers say it, I can't say it. Even though I'm on like the cusp of New York and New Jersey, I say it weird because it just does I don't have a dick so like why am I saying it you know like it's like from my Caribbeans or Jamaicans it's like when Jamaicans say like suck your mother like it is it's it, it can get you killed you saying that to the wrong person on the wrong day on a subway that's just something that you don't say but he he says that throughout the song I don't know if he was just like I'm gonna go super New York on this track but he went super New York on this track I'm not mad at it I like it it's a very hype song he also dropped Broken a Minute I am a sucker for horns so the production has these really cool horns in it it's not a long song I think it's like two I don't even know if it's two minutes it is it's two minutes, exactly. That's weird. But it's not a long song. It feels like a two-minute song. Kind of wish it was a little bit longer, but also pretty, pretty cool. So the new Toronto mixtapes, they've never really been my thing. I like R&B Tory more than I like rap, rapping Tory, but we'll see, because I like these two singles that he just dropped. Nicki Minaj also dropped a new single called Yikes. I 
actually do not hate this single. Uh, one of the lines in there got a lot of, she got, she got some heat for it because the song I think dropped, I think it was Rosa Parks' birthday or around Rosa Parks' birthday. And the line says, all you bitches, Rosa Parks, get your ass up. People didn't like that. People didn't like that she said that. People didn't, you know, they were not, they were not a fan of her saying that. But Nicki doesn't care. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj. The song itself is not bad, though. It really is not. So I would check that out. She might be maybe Nicki, married Nicki, in love Nicki is what we need for another good project. I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea. I don't really try not to follow Nicki anymore because she she has a lot of shenanigans that she, she does. Believe, which is Meek Mill's track featuring Justin Timberlake, also dropped. I was very excited when Justin Timberlake, they put out like a snippet of the music video a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, Justin Timberlake, can you come back to the black side? Because that is nice. That last album that Justin did was not it. He tried to dabble in country music. I don't know who told him to do that. Some people blame his wife, Jessica Biel. I might be one of those people. I, I don't know why he thought that he needed to go country, but come back over here, Justin, because this is where you belong and this is where it is, okay? I just need to lock him and Timberland and Pharrell in a studio together and just make sweet music that's all I asked for but believe not a bad track definitely good for the radio it's not something that I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing it's what you would expect from a Meek Mill featuring Justin Timberlake track it's not it's it's cool it's cool it's cool and then Fade Away which is Lucky Day's song it's on the soundtrack for the photograph the movie the photograph which stars Issa Rae and Lakeith Steinfeld Steinfeld which comes out on Valentine's Day this Friday I love Lucky Day I love his voice the song is very pretty very good song so those are the singles that came out oh also Intentions which is Justin Bieber's track featuring Quavo his album Justin Bieber also comes out on February 14th and again I'm excited I really like Intentions I really really like Intentions but I'm not gonna push it because I'm just you know I'm just gonna just gonna wait to see how this album is but Intentions also dropped and I think he also dropped the music video with the song so the albums or mixtapes or projects the projects that came out last Friday Fuck the World by Brent Fias. If you're not familiar with Brent Fias, his real name is Brent Wood. I'm sorry, Christopher Brent Wood. He is 24 years old. He is from Columbia, Maryland. I would say that he got mainstream because of his feature on Crew by Goldlink, because Crew was playing everywhere. It was Goldlink, Shy Glizzy, and Brent Fias. He did the hook. He is not somebody that I, even though he's R&B, he's not somebody that I dove into his projects. Something about his voice, it doesn't like captivate me like Lucky Day did or like Snow Allegra or Division or like people like that. I, I'm realizing now it's because he like kind of goes against the grain when it comes to his voice. And I don't know how to explain that other than what I just said. He doesn't, it's it's different. He's different. He sounds different to me. I don't know how to explain it. I'm, I'll find words about it one day. But Fuck the World, it is 10 songs, 27 minutes, so not that long. Somebody put on Twitter, which is very funny, that it's a picture of future and it's a picture of an angel. And it said the lyrics versus the voice. 
And it, that is spot on because he's singing, but, and it sounds nice and it sounds pretty, but some of the stuff that he's saying, it's like, whoa, he's a little disrespectful. <laughs> like, you don't expect disrespect from an R&B singer. You think that they are talking about love and beautiful sex, and it's just all nice and romantic. And no, Brent's like, listen, I ain't shit, but you're still gonna fuck me. And, you know. That's what it is. And I think that's hilarious. So my favorite songs on this is Been Away, uh, the title track, Fuck the World, Summer in London. Let Me Know, which I I think I just resonate with the lyrics. It's the, the hook is, who can I love when they tell me I can't love myself? How in the hell can I possibly love someone else? Mm, a message, a message. I really like that that track. Clouded and Skyline. I like that Skyline starts off like high pitched and then it goes into the regular pitch. I think that's a very pretty transition. Like the way that he transitions and the production, it's it's very, very nice. I kept seeing people talk about this and they were like, oh my God, I love this. Oh my God, I love this. I was not in love the first time I heard it. It had to take me at least four times to listen to it to be like, okay, okay, I see. I see what you guys are saying. But, and it's maybe because I, I like the R&B songs that, are like about love and what I was just talking about. So I think his lyrics kind of threw me off where I was like, oh my gosh, you're being so rude. <laughs> it's really, it's a really pretty project and it's not that long. So it's not like it's going to take you long to get through, but I guarantee you that you will have a couple songs on there that you like. I am here for that. I'm going to say that that's a, a hit. A miss. So Black Habits by D Smoke. He was introduced to us because he won the first season of Netflix Rhythm and Flow. It was a music competition that was judged by Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. I actually only watched the first episode because I already knew who, who won. So I was just like, ah. But he actually was, well, the first two episodes, I think. But he was my my favorite on it when I first saw him. And I saw that episode and then I went on Twitter and then I saw that he won and I was like, fuck. Doesn't make sense for me to really watch this. But I really liked him on the show show he his brother is actually sir which people were shocked about but when I first saw the episode I'm the first thing that I said I was watching with my friend Lauren I was like yo he looks just like sir but not a lot of people know sir not not a lot of people were hip to sir so maybe it wasn't everybody's first thought but it was my first thought and I'm like bruh he looks just like sir and then it comes out that that's his brother and I'm like wow okay cool so he's from Inglewood California he's 34 years old his real name is Daniel Anthony Ferris. He graduated from UCLA and he was a Spanish and music theory teacher at Inwood High School, I believe. So he is very well versed, versatile, okay? It features Snoop Dogg, Jill Scott, Ari Lennox, Sir Jackie Goosh and Agucho. It's 16 songs. It's an hour and two minutes, so not that long. Listenable. My favorites on there are Bullies, No Commas, Gasper Yanga, which features Snoop Dogg, Real Body, which features Ari Lennox, and Top of the Morning. It's a pretty cool project. I, I'm listening to it. I'm trying to listen to it more. I'm, I'm trying to have it something that is like in my forefront. It's not gravitating towards me. I don't know if 
I don't know why, but it's just not something that I think will truly, truly be in my rotation. I do have a couple songs on it that I like that will probably be something that I listen to every so often. And I do like the old school vibes on Sunkissed Child, which is fe- which features Jill Scott. But I don't know if this is something that I'm going to be listening to. I do suggest giving it a listen, though, because like I said, you can tell him being a music theory teacher and him being able to speak Spanish, you can really hear how well it is produced and his use of instruments and throughout the album. Like, it, it's a very smart album, and I like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to let, like, I don't know if it's going to be in my, my rotation like that. But it is good. It is good. And the songs that I mentioned, at least, you know, give those a listen and support because he's pretty dope. He really is. Yeah. So, last thing is Meet the Woo 2 by Pop Smoke. He popped off from Welcome the, Welcome to the Party. Bitch, I'm a thought, give me lit. You know, that is something that if you have been to a club or been to a lounge or whatever, you've heard that song. He is from Brooklyn, New York. His real name is Bashar Baraka Jackson, and he is 20 years old. The two songs that I've heard from him that have made it to mainstream without me having to go and and listen to Pop Smoke are Welcome to the Party and Dior. Both songs sound similar. I didn't really expect anything more from Meet the Woo 2, which is a mixtape. I didn't really give it like a full, full listen because it did sound like one long ass song. Did, did I expect these? I That's what I expected. Why would I expect anything more? So I can't really sit here and say it was a hit. I can't really say that it's a miss. It's not my type of music that I would just listen to while chilling, you know? It It is, again, something that you would hear in the clubs. It gets you hype. You want to get drunk. You want to take shots. That you're going to listen to this Meet the Woo too. But other than that, no, no. But it's 13 songs and it's 35 minutes. It's listenable. There are songs on there that I'm sure you're going to take and you're going to be able to find and be like, yo, this is dope. But the whole thing, listening to the whole thing sounds like a long ass song. And I don't really think that it is for Holly, but it might be for you. You let me know what songs that I should check out from this mixtape. I think I heard the one song featuring Quavo. That isn't too bad. Like, it's not bad. It's just, it sounds like the same over and over. But I love Dior, which isn't on that. But I love Dior and Welcome to the Party. Very catchy. Like I said, bitch, I'm a thought. Give me lit. Very, very catchy. He he says catchy things. So yeah, that is not something that is going to be in my rotation. It might be in your rotation. If you want to let me know the songs that I should be listening to and giving a chance please let me know. I think I heard the song with Quavo. It wasn't that bad, but it's not something, it's just, it, again, it sounds like a long-ass song, and I just don't, I don't have time for that. But that is my thoughts on what came out last week, and if you have anything that you want me to listen to, that you want me to review, I am totally all ears. Let me know. Put it in my comment box on my Instagram page, Holly Hit or Miss, spelled out H-O-L-L-H-I-T-O-R-M-I I-S-S. Jesus is born. Let's get into it.
It was released on Christmas of last year, so December 25th, 2019. It is a gospel album that is executive produced by Kanye West, and it is led by choir director Jason White. So Kanye decided that he is done with secular music, and he is going to make gospel music now. And I, when I first heard it, I wasn't mad at it, because there is a a handful of Kanye songs that touch me more than a gospel song, like a traditional gospel song has ever done. He makes beautiful music in his own way, um, whether it is quote unquote secular music or gospel music or when he incorporates the both together, which is what I thought that he was going to do with the Sunday service choir. We've all heard Jesus Walks, Ultralight Beam is a newer one from him where it's it's more gospel, but he still has hip hop in it. I talked about this on my friend DJ Red's podcast. I think Reborn on Kids See Ghosts is another one that is super spiritual. I don't really think it's fair to say that something is solely gospel. Like you can get your inspiration, you can get your praise and worship from whatever you feel like you need to get your praise and worship from. So I get my praise and worship from certain songs, and it might not even be quote unquote gospel songs, but that is where I feel closest with God. That is where the lyrics resonate with me. But Kanye, he wanted to do solely gospel music. So it took a little bit of time for me to actually listen to the album because I have been seeing all throughout the year him doing these Sunday service choirs, um, the Sunday services with the Sunday service choir. And it felt to me a little cult-like. It felt a little weird. It didn't feel genuine. It kind of felt like a show of look at me I praise God and everybody around me praises God and this is what we do now. I, it just, it didn't feel like, I don't know, it didn't feel welcoming to me, but I know certain people experienced the Sunday service. They said it was a beautiful experience and that's cool. Um, So took me a little bit of time to actually listen to the album and it is technically not a Kanye West album. It is the Sunday Service Choir's debut album. So that is number one. I'm going into this thinking, even though I'm seeing throughout the year, the Sunday service, Sunday services, that it is going to be something kind of like Jesus is King, which is a Kanye West album. Um, it has 11 songs on it, and he it's still a gospel album, but you Kanye is on it. He's he's rapping on it. He's preaching, uh, preaching, talking on it, and <laughs> he is, you know, adding his own flair. So I kind of thought that's what Jesus is Born was going to be. So I finally sat down, listened to the album, and it is a gospel album. It is not anything like ultralight beam or low lights oh i love low lights that is one of my from low lights to highlights the two together beautiful just beautiful just beautiful it's nothing like that this is a gospel album so i'm listening to it the first three songs yeah chef's kiss i love it I I love listening to gospel songs every now and then. I wasn't one that grew up in the church. I've gone to church. I've never really stuck with a church, but I like to go every so often. But I love gospel music. And music is how I feel like I connect with God. 
um, especially when I go to church, I will cry listening to the the youth choir because they just, they sing it so beautifully. So the first three songs, Count Your Blessings, Excellent, and Revelations 19.1. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. But these are gospel songs. These are not Kanye gospel songs. These are gospel songs and that's it. And that's fine. But these are something that this is a gospel album. And I went in this thinking, like I said, that it was going to be, you know, Kanye gospel. That That's what I thought. And that was my bad. Maybe I shouldn't have assumed. So then we get into the other songs. He has a song on there called Rain, which samples Rain by SWV. Um, He has Follow Me Faith, which turns into his song Fade, which if you're you're familiar, that's the song that Tiana Taylor was dancing in the music video, Poppin'. Souls Anchored, which he sampled So Anxious. So I'm listening to these songs, So Anxious by Genuine. I'm listening to these songs, and I'm like, this is starting to feel like a Glee album. Now, pause. Holly, why would you say that? Because Glee, a lot of people think of Glee, they're like, ugh, I would never, I would never watch Glee, I would never listen to Glee things. Glee was one of my favorite shows. I love Glee, I love the songs on it, I love how they added their own little flair on actual songs. That is what they did on Jesus Is Born. That is why I compare it to a Glee album. Now, am I saying that it's corny? Am I saying that it's bad? It's a little corny to me, just a little bit. Paradise on the album samples Paradise by Jeremiah. You have Back to Life, which samples Back to Life by Soul to Soul. He has Father Stretch, which samples his own song, Father Stretch My Hands, part one. Now, that song originally, I hated the placement of the song because he starts off with Ultralight Beam and then that goes into Father Stretch My Hands. And one of the first lyrics on the song is, if I fuck this model and she bleached her asshole, will I get bleach on my t-shirt? Something like that. Like, bleach on my t-shirt, assholes, whatever. I didn't think that it meshed well with something as beautiful as Ultralight Beam. He takes Ultralight Beam and samples that and takes out everything that I think is good on Ultralight Beam and then just puts it just solely gospel. I just, I think the album fell flat, but I think that it fell flat and I think that it's a miss because I thought that it was going to be something else. And that might be my bad. And I'm not saying that it's not a beautiful album because it is a beautiful album. It's a beautiful gospel album. And you know what? It's the Sunday Service Choirs album. So I don't think it's fair for me to call it a miss in the sense of a gospel album because it's a beautiful gospel album. But I'm calling it a miss as Kanye is the executive producer. And to me, I don't think that he added anything to the album that a person who runs a Baptist church would not be able to add. Now, Jesus is King, he's planning on coming out with Jesus King Part 2, and he's going to collab with Dr. Dre. They're both going to be executive producers on it. So that's going to be technically Kanye's 10th studio album and I guess a follow-up to the Sunday Service Choir's Jesus Born. Kanye is known for recording music and never releasing the music. So hopefully he actually goes through with this because I think that Jesus is King Part 2 is going to be what I imagined Jesus is Born was going to be. And I think that they'll be able to incorporate, like I, I just wanted something like a Kirk Franklin. You know how Kirk Franklin really took hip-hop 
hip-hop and put it into gospel and made it cool and fun to listen to gospel music where some people don't think that it's cool and it's fun to listen to gospel music or back then, you know, whatever. But I, I just, I want Kanye to do that. Like, I think that he has some type of really special gift. He can really, really, really make this into like something super, super, super dope. And I really hope that this isn't something of like a publicity stunt for him where he's just trying to do this whole gospel thing. Um, I really hope that he actually is, you know, finding God and finding himself and is truly happy in this. But as a music lover, I do, I would love for him to incorporate the hip hop into the gospel music because I think that's what I was missing with Jesus is Born. But then again, like I said, I was expecting something completely different from Jesus is Born. Beautiful gospel album, beautiful, beautiful gospel album. But hopefully Jesus is King Part 2 has more collabs on it. Hopefully something from Chance the Rapper, you know, maybe again from Kirk Franklin, again from Fred Hammond. Because on Jesus is King, which was his Kanye's album, had 11 songs, it was only 27 minutes. There were some dope songs on there. Like one of my favorites is Use This Gospel and that features Clips and Kenny G. And I love that song. And I loved how it was produced and put together and what Clips is saying. They both have their own verse. Like it's just, it's really beautiful. So let us pray and let us hope that Jesus King Part 2 is what can change the game for gospel and hip-hop music. And make it just just fire, Kanye. Please, please, Lord. Please, Lord. Guide Kanye's hands and minds to make a beautiful hip-hop gospel album. And that is my thoughts on Jesus is Born. So if you disagree with me, let me know. We can have a conversation. I feel very passionate about this because I love Kanye with all his buffoonery and coonery that he has done throughout the years. I still am a fan and I still have hope that he is going to give us great music, but I feel like he has been disappointing me throughout these years. So we are going to hope and pray <laughs> that he gives us something good soon. Well, that is it for episode two of the Holly Hit or Miss podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the support that I've been getting and the feedback. Um, everybody taking the time to tell me what they think and what they think I should, you know, change or do or whatever, because I'm really new to this. So I really, really appreciate it. I hope everybody has a wonderful week and a happy Valentine's Day um, for everybody who has a Valentine, doesn't have a Valentine. I just hope that you guys have a great Valentine's Day and a great Friday. And thanks, guys. So make sure you share this. Tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, tell your uncle, tell your mom, tell your aunts, whoever you need to tell. Um, and follow my Instagram page, Holly Hit or Miss. It's H O L L Y H I T O R M I S S. Comment on the things. I'm always posting what's coming out and new things in music. So hope everybody has a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.